welcome to the Badger Politics. I'm Scott Stern. Hi, this is Paul Sickle. Hey, Paul. Happy uh, Super Primary Day 2022. <laughs> yeah, we finally have some data to look at. Yeah, there's some stuff happening today. Yeah, not um, all great in terms of how it would portend for the midterm. But some kind of favorable results in the yeah. sense that uh, Pennsylvania went off the deep end on the Republican side. Yeah, it's, um, it's looks kidding. like Dr. Oz is going to be uh, running for Senate against John Fetterman. Yeah, some interesting results that we can go through here. So, yeah, number of primaries happening across the country. Uh, the notable ones, as you, as you touched on, uh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. They have a... Um, Primaries for governor, not on the Democratic side, that was uncontested, but on the Republican side, there was a primary. And then in the Senate, there was uh, primaries on both ends. Mm -hmm. Also, some other primaries going on in North Carolina, Oregon, and Idaho. I think Pennsylvania has been the focus uh, this evening. So, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman went up against uh, Congressman Connor Lamb, Mm -hmm. who gave up his seat to run for Senate. And... Did Good. not do well. Didn't, didn't uh, no. come close. No, uh, Connor Lamb is kind of the, the Democrat, right, uh, central casting mm-hmm. uh, Democrat. And I think a lot of people concluded what you and I would have concluded, which is that uh, a generic Democrat probably doesn't do well yes. this year. You know, it's, it's still a Republican environment. Roe v. Wade has had, as I suspected, unfortunately... It's had not had as much of a galvany as in effect, I think, as a lot of Democrats might hope it would. Well, maybe not to date. I mean, it's yeah, still it's we'll still see. news, and the the official decision is not out yet. That's true on that. So that I think that will play a larger role as we get deeper into the year. However, mm-hmm. you know, Pennsylvania is one of those states I think that is really kind of taking the place of Ohio in terms of kind of a bellwether. Um, yes. As far as where the country's at. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of the Democratic primary, let's, I guess let's start there. Cause there's other for U.S. Senate. Yes, for the Senate seat. John Fetterman, again, uh, lieutenant governor, uh, kind of an interesting character, so mm-hmm. to speak. I mean, I, everybody kind of knows him as, as far as the, the guy that uh, walks around in very casual clothing, has, has kind of an interesting demeanor. Kind of the iron stash of yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah, just kind of, um, you know. But actually less quaffed. Well, <laughs> well, iron stash does a good job of maintaining his mustache. It's, it's just. Whereas, whereas you, you can't tell if Fetterman's trimmed his beard every day. <laughs> yeah. No, the only thing he does keep trimming is his bald head. Yes. He's, he's the kind of guy that likes wearing shorts in winter. Yes. We'll, we'll he owns there. one suit. <laughs> Because he has to to preside as lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania to preside over the Pennsylvania State Senate as their president. Sure. Yes. Well, and I guess let's, let's toss the numbers out there. So as of now, with 90% reporting, he's at 59%. Connor Lamb is at 26.4%. So, yeah, not even That's close. Tough. Not even close. Yeah. Some of the Democratic insiders are sad that Lamb lost. Yes, he was there's, their guy. There's been, you know, the chatter on Twitter and elsewhere. Obviously, there's some um, some sour grapes. I would say mm-hmm. in terms of how this went down. But what I would say, you know, is and, and I, you know, haven't really been deeply involved in in the Pennsylvania primary. I've kind of been from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. 
You shouldn't be shocked if you're a Connor Lamb person and if you were working on the campaign. Right. You should you should have probably known this was coming. Uh, right. And if you I didn't, mean, well, then you're yeah, not very good at your job. Point <laughs> differ, 33 point difference, yeah. whatever. I right. mean, yeah, I was uh, in Washington, actually, uh, meeting with some folks, and we were on a panel, Wisconsin and Minnesota, uh, in Pennsylvania, and the guy from one of the union leaders from Pennsylvania said, but look, you know, Fetterman's probably going to win. We don't know him in eastern Pennsylvania and Philadelphia mm-hmm. very well, but he's up by 40 points. If you believe the polls, he's going to win. He's going to have to reintroduce himself, but he's sure. going to he's going to win. And yeah. um, I think Fetterman will find, I think a lot of people will find him to be pretty captivating. Uh, he's, like I said, a lot like an iron stash, if you will, type, or even kind of a Jesse, the body Ventura when Jesse was the governor of Minnesota, kind of a cross between the two, you yeah. know, like in, in a way, actually better educated than either. He has a master's degree from the Harvard School, Kennedy School of Government, but he doesn't look like he looks like yeah. he's a, a ex steel mill worker. Yes. And he lives in a former auto dealership outside of That's right. one of the few operating steel mills in southwestern uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. He refuses to live in the governor governor's mansion. He's exactly the kind of person a lot of people would like to vote for. Lieutenant governor's uh, mansion. Yeah. yeah, he won't live in the lieutenant governor's yeah. residence. Right. Here's the thing. He's a colorful figure in he Pennsylvania. Is. We were talking about doesn't normally. I mean, you don't see them electing Jesse Venturas or even Russ Feingold's mm-hmm. or even Tammy Baldwin's. You don't see well, them electing kind of more colorful figures usually in Pennsylvania. Politically, so this is going to be interesting. Politically on the issues, I would say that Fetterman is probably to the left of Connor Lamb mm-hmm. in terms of the politics of it. Generally, yeah. Um, but I, I think, but the, not, no, he's not that like. No, easily. it's not like they're they're really that far right. apart on probably most things. Right. But the difference is, and this is just reading some of the commentary, my gripe is just given how much Connor Lamb got destroyed in this thing. It's really an indication of if the party and some of the tried and true uh, people that are tied to the party, the fact that they backed Connor Lamb and got beat this badly, it really kind of shows how out of touch they are with the electorate. Yeah. And it, it, right, is, which, that, is, it, which and, is sort of disturbing to think about um, the Democratic Party writ large mm-hmm. because if that's kind of the thinking that, well, Joe Biden won, boring wins kind yeah. of thing. Whereas Fetterman probably was animated more like by the Bernie kind of sentiment. Sure. But he was his own thing. He you is. know, he, he was kind of like not woke. Uh, he wasn't, he's not anti-woke. I, I actually think he's a typical American original. Well, you know? he like, comes I mean, across. I think it's a good, I, I think it's a good thing for. He, he comes across as genuine. He's not yes. some, he's not some guy that was, that they came up with in a boardroom and said, here, wear like, you know, working man clothes around and put on a certain persona. And, yeah. and then, you know, project that image and win an election. That's not how this came about. He is a guy who is who he is. And I think yeah. when we And look, I think he has actually, he had some of what of a blue-collar upbringing. And he has a history of doing kind of harder white-collar kind of jobs, mm-hmm. if you will. Well, Mayor of Braddock, Pennsylvania, yeah, right. <laughs> was what he was before he was lieutenant governor. Yes, yes. So, so um, you, you, yeah. you, you contrast that. With what is shaping up on the Republican side, and we have pretty much a contested primary right now because we've got 
But ninety-five percent in, and you got Doctor Oz. Who's I'm going to hit the check thir- mark. <laughs> Doctor Oz is ahead with 30, 31.3% over to McCormick. one. And that, so I believe the automatic recount kicks in at half a percentage point in Pennsylvania. So that one is looking like it's going to head towards recount. We'll see where the numbers shake out overnight. But I'm all for it. We can have an ugly, drawn-out primary on the Republican side. I want Oz because he's supported by Trump. Not that I want. I don't want Oz to win the general, obviously. But I think he's an easier mark. Well, um, I think it's it sets up quite the contrast if it's an Oz versus Federer election because you know you have Oz is a carpetbagger. Yes, he he's a carpetbagger. He's basically just like a guy that's designing himself an image, like right. to, to conform to MAGA and everything else, and he's going into grocery stores and bitching right. and moaning about the price of produce, and it's like this is so contrived yeah. and just ridiculous. And now that I think about it, maybe McCormick was more of like the central casting Republican. Mm-hmm. Maybe he is better for a Fetterman to beat, because Oz might will probably suck all the oxygen out of the room, and then Fetterman, as being a it's colorful possible. figure, will be eclipsed by Oz, who's obviously yeah. in his own way a colorful figure. So what do we know um, about Dave McCormick? Like, What's his... Uh, background he's uh he's just a rich guy typical guy that would run for office right uh, isn't it a matter of like genuine genuine versus contrived i mean that's the yeah thing. but i thought we thought that with uh yeah, Trump and, yeah. and, and, and people always, running as reagan that's always the risk when you like think that the other candidate's a joke right. these know? people get to be celebrities for a reason Right, a lot of them have certain skills. Market, yes. they can market themselves, yeah. even though they might be frauds. And I mean, Doctor Oz is notorious for being a quack as a doctor. I mean, we should be able to beat him. I mean, you know, I don't care. I, I yeah. hope Fetterman beats them both. So, that, so we'll see. We'll yeah. see where that one shakes out. I mean, those other primaries too. We got North Carolina U.S. Senate primary. And uh, the Democratic side, it looks like Sherry Beasley mm-hmm. is winning that primary handily, 81%. So they cleared the field close. for her. Yeah. Um, and then the Republicans... Ted uh, Budd yeah, took, took, a, out, took out Pat McCrory. That was a Trump pick, yeah. too. Um, so that's... Uh, that's kind of good. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think we actually have a chance there, too. Yeah. Um, well, you think McCrory would be harder to mm-hmm. be in the general, just mm-hmm. given that he's been elected statewide there before. So. Former, and North Carolina governor. is a swing state. Now, the the votes spread. Now, there may be a delay still with some, like, absentees being counted, but the vote spread was a little disappointing in terms of total Republican turnout, whereas in Pennsylvania... It's going to be really close to Pennsylvania. Probably a little bit more Republican votes than Democratic votes, but that doesn't indicate a huge enthusiasm gap, especially considering that Pennsylvania also had a barn burner of a Republican gubernatorial yeah. primary. Yes, which the. And a, obviously a very close Senate primary, whereas the Democrats had one primary and wasn't that close. Yes, the Democrats. Which had, obviously hurts turnout. The Democrats right. had like a, a more than two to one victory for Fetterman on the Senate right. side. Right. And yeah, and an unopposed candidate for governor. Right. And the so. Republican gubernatorial candidate is whacked. Douglas well, we Mastri- have to, Douglas Mastriano. Doug Mastriano. We've got to uh, beat him now. And, and he will be up against Josh Shapiro, who is the un- uncontested uh, victor of the Democratic right. Party. Right. You know, of course, the big problem we're going to face, Shapiro being the Attorney General, we talked about that in Wisconsin, too, is how are we going to handle 
their attacks on crime rates. The first thing I would say is that crime has been going up for a long time. Yeah. It didn't just start overnight. But the fact of the matter is it's been really bad in the last four years. I do think that that's partly... A lot of states that like practice a lot of like disinvestment shock therapy austerity in yeah. the early two, 2010s really, you know, and I think you still have some of that in Pennsylvania too, uh, where they've also had similar crime hikes, although not as bad, I don't think, as it, Philadelphia, though, has had a rough couple of years. Yeah. Much like well, Milwaukee. It, yes, exactly. And I mean, when you think about, you know, bringing it back home and you talk about, you know, newly elected mayor Cavalier Johnson and what the state legislature is or isn't doing with regards to crime. The campaign this, this fall, yeah, it's going to focus on a few things. It's going to focus on inflation because that's mm-hmm. going to be a thing. It is a thing, and it's important, and we need to figure out solutions to that. But, yes, crime is going to be an issue. There has to be solutions offered by Democrats on this issue because Republicans are going to attack on it, and they're going to say but that Democrats they? are... I mean, they've passed a bunch of not just police reform, but they've passed a lot of gun legislation. They've also promoted you know, more shared revenue, which obviously allows cities to afford a police service, mm-hmm. which is one of the biggest things that Republicans have worked to prevent. Yes. The other thing is when you think about crime as being kind of a holistic problem, right? You reap what you sow. Yeah. You disinvest resources from highly stressed communities with lots of trauma, you tend to make those situations worse, and that's certainly what we did for eight years under Walker. And is it any wonder that crime would have started yeah. to spike right around the time Walker left off? Well, and my, and my understanding is Wisconsin is one state where there is not a ton of funding coming from the state level to fund additional police officers at the local level. Right, because there's no shared so, revenue. They yes, cut the shared revenue exactly. so much, which is what funds it. Right. So if Republicans want to talk about more cops on the streets, well, then show right. me the money. Because Absolutely. it's the, you know, the local taxpayer right. is strapped. Property taxes yeah. continue to go up. Exactly. Something's got to give. Tell me how serious you are about this. <laughs> Tony Evers called a special session about gun issues, mm-hmm. Republicans gaveled it out without even debating. Yeah, no. They couldn't even debate. They couldn't even, they couldn't even come to the table and say, and okay, fine, here's why we don't want to have waiting periods and we don't want to have additional background checks. He actually checks. did pass bipartisan police reform. He did sign that. Mm-hmm. And um, frankly, a lot of people on the left complained that it not only did it not go far enough, it actually, in some ways, it actually did invest more in police. Yeah. So he actually has helped fund police. Like, it's, like, the idea that Evers has been somehow negligent, he just, you know, but his hands are tied when it comes to giving cities the tools they need. But I also think not having collective bargaining and benefits for social workers and teachers really does come at a cost in cities with high poverty populations with lots of traumatic experiences because these things tend to cycle upon themselves. Truth. It's going to be an interesting year politically as we come out of this uh, primary season. Obviously, mm-hmm. Wisconsin's primaries aren't until later this summer, so more to happen there. The Senate primary on the Democratic side, the person that's going to go up against Ron Johnson, it's going to be either... Mandela Barnes, Alex Lasry, Sarah Godlewski, or Tom Nelson. I would say that it's probably 
a race between Mandela and Alex at this point. However, I think Keep it Sarah, Sarah could be a dark horse. Yeah. Um, I don't know that Tom Nelson Only has the resources the no, to get it done. All right, so yeah, more to come with regards to these uh, these primaries as we gear up into summer. And uh, on a lighter note, well, not so lighter, but uh, our Milwaukee Bucks are out of the playoffs, unfortunately. Chris Middleton being hurt, I think, was uh, the thing that probably was the clincher for that series against the Celtics. It's really hard to repeat in the well, NBA. Well, the whole offseason off <laughs> this time. A full yeah. offseason. Yes, that's true. Get plenty and of rest. and I don't, don't support firing Bud, but other no. people do. Oh, that's ridiculous. No. Absolutely not. All so, right. All right. More to come, folks. Yep. Forward. Forward.